3: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. CTmobile.com.
4: It's time for the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Inductee Spotlight Show. Brought to you by David Adams and KeyBank. Now, here's your host, Howard Simons. Hey, good morning, everybody.
5: Welcome to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show. As you heard a moment ago, presented by David Adams and Key Bank, we are going to be with you for four straight Saturday mornings, introducing you to the new members, the class of 2023, for the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. This morning, you'll hear from two of the new members. In addition to uh, a conversation with John Maddock, John is the president of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. We will be uh, speaking with Jay Josker, the chair of the Amateur Sports Development Fund, about the fund which is critical for amateur sports organizations here in Western New York and this year's recipients of money coming out from the Development Fund. We will also tell you about the auction. Their great auction is back it is online, and it is underway right now at GBSHOF.com, and we'll tell you about some of the items that are up for bid, including jersey from Josh Allen. Uh, we will also let you know how to purchase tickets for the event. that That is kind of important. It will be held November 8th at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. So lots of information to get to over the next hour. Today's Inductee Spotlight Show is sponsored by David & Adams, KeyBank. Town Automotive, Salem Sports Park, Western New York Flash Soccer, and FSC Securities, a partner that's in your corner. When we get back, Hall of Fame President John
0: Maddock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
6: one of the largest networks of independent financial advisors in the country with over 17,000 licensed advisors we offer stocks and bonds mutual funds annuities fee-based investment advisory services insurance and more they are trusted to assess your needs listen to your concerns and offer objective recommendations designed to address your unique situation They welcome the opportunity to answer any questions you may have about our practice and how we can help you realize your financial goals. Call FSC Securities at 716 852 1705 and ask for Rob Vogel, Chris Buckman, Jeff Van Raymond, or Greg Merkel. Or look for us at wearefsc.com. That's wearefsc.com. FSC Securities Corporation. We share your vision. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC, located on Buffalo Road in Orchard Park. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee
4: spotlight show, presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon.
5: Still to come on the show this morning, as I mentioned, we'll hear from two new members. We'll be speaking with Dave Wolabaugh, who used to play in the NFL and before that at Syracuse University and before that at Frontier High School, and also Otto Orff, legendary indoor soccer goalkeeper. So both of them will be joining us, but first we want to find out and give you a little more information about the hall. Not that it's new, but some important things to know about it, the organization, what it does, this year's class. We are joined right now by the president of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, John Maddock. John, let's start with the important stuff. Let's start with the, the, the nuts and bolts, the day, the time, the location. Where is this year's dinner, and when is this year's dinner?
7: Well, this year's dinner, Howard, is on Wednesday evening, November 8th, at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. And once again, is being sponsored by Dave and Adams and T-Bank. Uh, it starts at 5 o'clock with a, a cocktail reception, which runs until around 6.30, and then we get everybody seated for dinner, uh, do a few things that have to be taken care of. Then we start at 7 The ceremony started at 8, and we are working very, very hard to make sure everybody's out and out the door by 9.30 that day. So uh, it's a busy evening, but it's a lot of fun for everybody, for the inductees and people who come to support them.
5: Ticket prices, how to purchase, where can people go to get tickets for the dinner?
7: Well, like with everything these days, you have to go to our website, gbshof.com, gbshof.com. Tickets right now are $130 a seat, $1,300 for a table of 10 and that's valid until October 1st. So I would encourage everybody, if you do plan on coming, to get your tickets early. Uh, we do get a pretty good-sized crowd every year for this, so the earlier you can get them, the better. After October 1st, the go- ticket prices go up to $150 or $1,500 for a table, and those will be available through the 27th of October when we shut everything down. So after the 27th of October, uh, we stop selling tickets so we can get everything organized. So it's not something you want to wait to the last minute, because if you do, you won't be able to purchase a ticket uh, the night of or even the week beforehand. So uh, tickets are available right now. You can get them online and uh, they go through October 27th, but, but much less expensive. if You do it by October 1st.
5: We're going to remind everybody about the website in a moment. You're going to need that information for the great online auction we'll tell you about. The inductees, John, what what stands out to you about this year's list?
7: Well, like every year, the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, we have a unique class and we always feel everyone is special and when we get done, we go wow, we've exhausted everything, and then we get to the next year, and we have a list of six hundred candidates waiting to, to be considered. So we always are able to find some tremendous names. People have uh, cemented their lore in Western New York to sports history and this year's no different. We've got familiar names like Eric Molds and Jerry Meehan and Bobby Chandler. The Bills and Savers, Dave Wolobob, a professional football player, and uh, played at Syracuse and with the Patriots. Uh, we've got a light, nice list of local athletes and coaches with Santo DeSane from ECC, Carahan uh, Han who played at Canisius and then later coached there and worked at Hilbert for almost two decades now, Drake Francicone, a, a tremendous high school coach, and Bud Bakewell, a pioneer in, in uh, local youth hockey. And then we got one of the most recognized indoor soccer goalies ever, Otto Orff, I believe is coming on later this morning with you, uh, former UB football and basketball star Eddie Milanowitz, a three-time gold medalist in the USA paralympics sled hockey team and Adam Page, and then kind of a, a dark horse here that we didn't know a whole lot about until we started uh, digging around, and uh, her resume is incredible. Her name is Cheryl Bailey. She's from the Southern Tier. She was a college coach and then uh, went on to be an administrator at the University of Wisconsin. And she actually chaired the women's final four, basketball final four, for three years at Wisconsin. Then she became the general manager of the U.S. women's soccer team that won a gold medal, I think, in 2008. And then she became the very first commissioner. She wrote the bylaws for the National Women's Soccer League, the NNWSL. So Cheryl will be coming in from Charlotte for the, for the dinner that night. Uh, on top of that, we always try and now do a team of distinction. And this year's team is Plant 6, a softball team that was legendary here for 40 years, from the late 70s to the mid-2000s. They were the top softball team in the area. They won over 200 championships. And they not only competed in Buffalo, but also regionally. So there's a large group of them planning to attend, and that's uh, that's a great list and a great legacy that they left here for local amateur softball. And then we have Dennis Apollo will be getting the Gallagher Award. Uh, for his contributions to to local amateur athletics and then the amateur sports development fund. We're putting in seven recipients this year.
5: I think it's cool. I mean, I, I, Learned even more about this as I've done these shows the last few years. But, John, I think one thing the Hall's done has been really nice. It's not Bills and Sabres centric. It's the ability to, and it's not just professional athletes or coaches. It's pro and amateur. And doing these shows, you know, someone who was in the Olympic Games in the 1920s, I think the depth of the inductees or the variety, I guess I should say, is, is really nice to see. And I assume that was really important to the Hall.
7: It is. It's staggering the amount of uh, athletic talent has come out of Western New York uh, over the last century, century and a half, really, that we go back to. And uh, we always encourage people, if you have a candidate that you think should be on our list, to go to the website and fill out a nomination form, because I'm sure there's people on our list that we've missed. Uh, and every year we uncover somebody new that uh, we didn't really know a lot about. We start digging in and realize, wow. That person belongs in the Hall of Fame. They deserve their chance to stand on that podium and, and give their speech and uh, you know present themselves to, to the Western New York sporting community. So, uh, yeah, it is a really neat night uh, for those that people have gone or, or would really like to go. It's, it's a special evening for the inductees and their families and their friends. But it's really nice to hear the stories, have them recollect uh, some of their times when they were here participating and whether coaching or playing or, or whatever they were involved with, uh, those are the fun times for all of them.
5: I think cool. Uh, the other thing that I think is cool is how you guys honor the deceased victims. And I, uh, I shouldn't say victims, the deceased a couple of years ago, whenever it was during the, one of the COVID years, John, you guys put everybody in that was all posthumously honored. Um, Why did you feel that was important and what do you think it means to the descendants? Uh, I've talked to children, I think even grandchildren of inductees. What do you think it means to the descendants when they get that call that, Hey, uh, this person hasn't been forgotten. They're being honored now.
7: Yes. uh, So each year we put in eight living and and four deceased. We rename that deceased category, the veterans category now. So we have four veterans going in this year and, um, so, yeah, it, again, we've had, the list is so long, and as the, it gets longer, some people are getting bypassed because they, they had passed away. So we decided to add that category in several years ago so that we could honor their memories as well. And and Bobby Chandler is a great example mm-hmm. of that. Um, his daughter is going to be coming in from the West Coast for the dinner. Uh, Eddie Milanovic, a, a great UB star, I think from the 30s. And Bud Bakewell was a hockey pioneer, and Drake Francicone, uh, who is a legendary uh, high school coach here. So I think it means a lot to, to their families. He uh, said their descendants, their friends, uh, a lot of times, especially their friends, they're people that they hung out with, they coached with, they played with. It's a great chance to them say, yeah, he does deserve to be, he or she does deserve to be in that Hall of Fame, and now they're giving him the opportunity. Or well, or the opportunity.
5: Well, with John Maddock, president of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, Um, I did want to ask you a little bit about how challenging it is. I mean, you mentioned people can nominate someone. And you talked about this a little bit with Cheryl Bailey. When you started doing research, you know, you learned a little bit more. Everybody learned a little bit more about her significance. How challenging is it, based on some of the nominations you get, of finding information about some of these people?
7: Well, Ron Carr, who heads up our Veterans Committee, is an unbelievable researcher. He does a great job in digging up information. And then we do have a nominating committee too. We have a veterans committee who uh, resources the deceased candidates. And then we have a nominating committee headed up by Sean McCrossin who then uh, gets a list of 600, pairs it down to about 40. And then we work it down to 20. We do meet with the local media. Uh, we bring them in to get their input and throw names at them and see what their, their thoughts are. Some of the people on our longer list, we get that down to 20. And so in that process, we start gathering more and more information, finding more and more things about the the potential candidates, inductees. And, um, you know, some are easy, some are difficult, some are very challenging, especially those who played and participated in the 20s and 30s. Uh, It's hard to dig it up. But I'd say Ron Carr just does an incredible job of digging up a lot of that information for us.
5: One of the great things that the hall has done in recent years was the online auction. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think when it comes to auction items, there's something there for everybody regardless of what sport is your favorite sport or what your likes are. So what what can you tell us about this year's online auction?
7: Well, it opens today. Uh, so you can go to the website and click on it. I think there's a lot of high-profile high, lo- high profile items up there right away. We'll probably get some more of the local things up as we go through series of four shows but uh, I, you know I think there's a Taylor something with Taylor Swift is on there now so it's just not all sports but there are a lot of a lot of things a lot of different price ranges so you can bid anywhere from find things for 50 to 100 dollars up to a couple thousand bucks so uh, it's been another way for us to generate some funds and we, we raise money not only through the dinner but through the auction and some other things we do for our amateur sports development fund and that's really one of the cores of our mission just to give back to the community. And over the their 32 past years, this is our 33rd class, uh, we've donated almost 225, $230,000 to local amateur ath- uh, teams, athletes, organizations who fill out a nomination form, again, on our website um, that are requesting funds, whatever. It might be equipment for a little loop football team. It might be an athlete who's qualified for a, a competition in California and doesn't have the, the funds to get out there, that, those type of things. So uh, we're always looking for people in the area. And I think there's a lot more out there than really ask for it. So this is one of our ways today is say, if you've got, if you're a local organizations, athlete that are looking for some funding for something, you need to be an amateur, uh, please submit the nomination. We review them every spring. Uh, so next uh, March and April, we review them and then we'll announce the awards at their press conference in June of each year.
5: Yeah, I want, I'm glad you mentioned that. I wanted to bring that up before we let you go, because I think, as you know, John, amateur sports is so critical. It's so important. And we're, this is a grassroots thing here. And it's, it's groups that aren't going to get funding from towns or counties or wherever that have to really scramble to make things work. So I think the Amateur Development Fund is, is critical. And I'm, I'm, whoever came up with it, it's a brilliant idea.
7: Yeah, it's been around since the inception of your organization. It certainly has impacted a lot of lives, and a lot of people have benefited from it.
5: Final thing for you, for the folks that are listening. if they, You, know, you talked about how they can nominate somebody, how they can um, uh, apply for the Amateur Sports Development Fund. What if they want to get involved and do some work, do something with the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame?
7: Yeah, we have a board of directors. Um, there's 36 people on it right now. We do have a couple openings. So if you do want to be on the board of directors have an interest not just in sports but in working uh, towards some of our endeavors especially the dinner and the asdf uh, please fill it out and get it to us uh, we review them in the spring every year uh, once we've decided next year's class so we decide that in march is when we'll decide the class of 24 then we'll go and look at uh, potential new board members uh, so if, yeah, if you're interested You just can't like sports and think you show up and get to shake hands with Eric Moles, and that's all you do. Uh, There's a lot of work behind it, so we're looking for people with a strong work ethic uh, who believe in Western New York sports, both professional and amateur.
5: John Maddock with us, president of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. John, thanks very much for your time. Thank
7: you, Howard, and thanks for doing all this for us.
5: John mentioned uh, the Taylor Swift item. I'm looking at the auction, some of the auction items right now. Again, it's GBSHOF.com. It is a Taylor Swift hand-signed acoustic guitar, and actually right next to it, Jimmy Buffett, the legendary Jimmy Buffett who passed away recently. There is a Jimmy Buffett gold album with laser signature. Just a couple of the items that are available. Football fans, Bills fans, autographed jerseys from Josh Allen and Jim Kelly. If you need a little break, get away for for a little bit. There's an all-inclusive vacation to Cancun you can bid on. I'm available for travel if you'd like. Uh, I mentioned the Taylor Swift guitar. So there's a little bit of, it's not just sports. There's a little bit of something for everybody. If you'd like to bid on some of the items, some of them are up for bid as of today. Again, it's gbshof.com for all of the auction items, and the bidding will run until November 8th. Coming up, the second quarter of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Inductee Spotlight Show. It is presented by Dave and Adams in Key Bank. Up next, Hall of Fame Inductee, Dave Wolabaugh.
8: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?
3: Salin's Sports Park is a 200,000-square-foot indoor sports facility with four turf fields for lacrosse, softball, football, baseball, field hockey, and soccer. Join a youth or adult sports league, play in a soccer tournament, rent a field for your team, attend one of our camps, or celebrate a birthday. Salin's has you covered. Salin's also features full-size, outdoor, fully-lit soccer fields. Salin's Sports Park, your one-stop sports destination. Just 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo at 7070 Seneca Street, Elma. Salin's Sports Park.
9: Attention, sports card. Collectors, David Adams is hosting a sports card trade night on Friday, September 29th from 5 to 7 p.m. Bring your cards to buy, sell, and trade with fellow collectors. Everyone who comes to David Adams trade night will get a free pack just for attending. Plus, we'll be giving away boxes from Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, and Hip Parade. For more information, visit DACWstore.com. That's DACWstore.com. Or better yet, visit us at 8075 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville.
0: The WNY Flash Soccer Academy provides a proven player development program for youth soccer players of all skill levels across Western New York. Players develop in a focused, challenging, and fun environment, learning leadership, work, ethic, teamwork, communication, and discipline. Whether you want to play in high school, at an elite level, or collegiately, WNY Flash is for you. Our goal is to make you the best soccer player you can be and to shape your character for soccer and beyond. Learn more at WNYFlash.com. WNY Flash Soccer Academy.
4: Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Inductees Spotlight Show, presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon.
5: Thank you very much. One of the new inductees, one of the class of 2023, is Dave Wolabaugh. Played his high school football at Frontier, was All-Western New York back in 1989, went on to play at Syracuse University. And as a senior, he was second-team All-Big East. Goes on to the NFL, drafted in 1995 by the New England Patriots. He would start every game over four years. He was on the Patriots. This is before we actually despised the Patriots. The AFC championship team in 97 went into, uh, got in and played in Super Bowl 31 as well. And actually, he was voted as the center for the New England Patriots all-1990s team. Went on to play with the second version of the Cleveland Browns and then with the St. Louis Rams before retiring at the end of the 2003 season. And uh, Mr. Wollabaugh is joining us on the line. Dave, good morning. It's Howard Simon. Congratulations.
10: Oh, Thank you, Howard. Good morning to you, too. Appreciate
5: you joining us today. So you get the call. You're being told you, a Hamburg native, you're going in the greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. What does this honor mean to you?
10: Oh, it, it's really a huge honor. The, 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 the really cool thing about it was I, I had zero expectation or I didn't anticipate anything like that. So when I got the call, I was really, really shocked. But, you know, as you kind of think about it and you kind of process, it's been a long time since I've been in Western New York, you know, for an extended period of time. My family still lives there, but I've I, you know, been in Ohio for 20 years now. Um, so when you start processing it, thinking about other people along the way and you, you, a lot of great memories. Uh, it's really, really special to me. It means a lot.
5: This is somewhat of an unfair question, but and you'll understand after I ask it, because you can't get to everybody. But when you, if you've had or when you had a moment to step back and process the honor, I'm sure there, it's a long list of people who helped you along the way to have the, the career you had, the success in amateur and professional sports. Who are some of the people that had such a big role in your life?
10: You know, it's it, that is that is a tough question because, you know, you look at, you know, everybody that has is, is been involved in one capacity or another, whether it be coaches or teammates or parents or parents' friends and all that stuff. And I think that everybody, when you look back at it, you know, everybody that has been engaged with, with my life and, and, and kind of helped through that journey, that sports journey has been a huge, huge part of it. Um, you know, two Western New York guys that I, I, would, I would really, really single out first and foremost would be Terry Ostrander. Um, he was probably the, my, my at a younger level, a more impactful coach who, who saw some potential in me. And then I think Paul Shaler, who obviously was the head coach at Frontier. Um, those two, uh, you know, at a very impressionable age, kind of got me to start thinking about college football and, and, and the potential that was there and, and, and seeing what potential I was there. So those guys were, were huge um, in terms of, 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 of my uh, I guess uh, potential opportunity and the journey that I took.
5: Go back in time to when all this first started. At, at what around what age, do you decide you wanted to play football and why?
10: <laughs> well, I was I was really young, and I want to say it was like seven years old was when I started playing. Um, initially, it was at Hamburg Little Loop football, and and we, my parents probably weren't big fans of the idea of it and, and, and they weren't against it, obviously, but I think there was a lot of other stuff going on with my two older brothers and just parents getting pulled every way. Um, so anyway, we, we went up there and, and we just, you know, we, we, we found a, a real interest in it and wanting to play. And um, as soon as my parents signed us up for it, it was just something that has been a huge part of our life and mine in particular, ever since that age, you always participated. He always enjoyed, you know, watching it and playing it and, um, and, again, that goes back to other people who were, who were coaching at that point in your life when the game was really about, like, you know, staying engaged and having fun and learning good fundamentals. So, again, um, that was really kind of my initiation back when I was, like, seven years old. So
5: you have a very successful career at Frontier. You, you don't go far from home for college. You go play at Syracuse University. Um, among those experiences that you had at Syracuse, anything stand out the most from your time there with the Orangemen, then the Orangemen?
10: Yeah, well, I think, you know, the, 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 the Syracuse experience was great because it's a great education. Um, the school, uh, the community, everything is really, really strong there in terms of, of not only the sport but beyond the sport and developing, you know, people into, you know, being able to, to get outside of that, that arena and, and, and have success as well, which is great. But I think, you know, when I look back at the experiences, we had some, some great moments at Syracuse. You know, I think we played in the Fiesta Bowl, um, were, we're very highly ranked versus a Colorado team, which was a great honor. And then, and then a couple other years, we didn't even have bowl games. So I think it gave me a wide range of, of, of successes and or failures to kind of learn to fight through it and, and deal with adversity. And also, too, I would credit the coaching staff there. I know that um, you know Paul Pasqualoni was the head coach, Dick McPherson recruited me. Was only there for a semester, so for the most part, obviously Paul Pasqualoni was the head coach that I played under. You know, through Syracuse and George DeLeon was my offensive line coach. You know, he's passed away, but um, by and large is considered one of the godfathers of offensive line play. And it's it's ironic because if you look at you know George back in his day, he was about five foot six, 100 and probably 60 pounds. He wasn't a big guy at all, but just from a technique standpoint and a discipline standpoint, um, just the opportunity to be around people like that who were just real gritty and blue collar and you know all about discipline. Like to me, those were were, were huge. Uh, Very, very instrumental, um, even though I'm not knowing it at the time, but instrumental in just kind of building foundations and just kind of allowing me to keep, you know, growing down that path. We're with Dave Wollabout,
5: one of the members of the class of 2023 in the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. All right, Dave, let me move now to the 95 draft. Just what was that moment like? What do you recall? You get the call, it's New England. You know, what was that whole moment in that day or night like for you?
10: Uh, that was it was you know it's, it's really hard to, um, to 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 put a specific type of I guess to frame it to put words to it but you know it was one of those things where you obviously hope you get drafted and you, you're building up towards that pre-draft there's a lot of speculation you know you could go here you could go you know early rounds you can go late rounds and, and there's really no um, exact science to it because <clears throat> as the draft starts you know that. Uh, there gets to be runs on positions, and depending on team needs and stuff like that, there's jockeying and all that stuff. So there's a lot of variability. So long story short, um, there was some hope that I had been drafted earlier. Um, I don't know how realistic that was, but when the Patriots finally called, um, it was it was a great relief, obviously, just to be drafted by the Patriots. But then also too to have the opportunity to um, you know go play for a guy like Coach Parcells, who, yep. who you know obviously is a legend in his own right, a Hall of Fame guy and extremely successful because of, you know, who he is. So, so, and I look at that as, as, is a great opportunity. And just one thing that really enabled me to lay, you know, that continue that foundation and um, to really have longevity in the NFL. I think that had I not been the opportunity to play for a guy like him, maybe, maybe wouldn't have learned some of the things that I did so early. And, and, and also to been able to have the confidence that I did to kind of maybe continue for nine years and then, obviously, you know, you, you throw a guy like, you know, Robert Kraft, Mr. Kraft is such a great human being. Um, and didn't know a lot about him at the time. He was a relatively newer owner at that time as well. But obviously, you know, you look at him over the years and, um, you know, just, just a great, great man. So again, just to be around really good people, I've been extremely blessed and lucky through my, my life and my career.
5: I'm fascinated to hear you talk, if you don't mind a little more about Bill Parcells, because as an outsider, On the one hand, I just read a story recently. There's a book out about the Giants, and in there it talks about how apparently Parcells has given like $4 million over the years to former players who were down on their luck and needed help. And yet, to me as an outsider, Dave, he certainly doesn't look like he ever wanted to be your best friend as your head coach. He looked like a really tough guy to play for and would let you know when you're not doing well. So what, what were those experiences like for you?
10: Well, um, I'll, I'll, I'll clean him up as best as I can for the radio. Obviously, <laughs> thank you. But yeah, you know he, he 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 is truly like a, a great man and a great coach. And I think that the thing that people probably miss with Coach Parcells is, is his delivery is very abrupt and very blunt, and it's black and white. There's no there's no gray area in terms of where things stand, good or bad. And I think that 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 when you learn that at a young age, um, particularly for me going into the NFL. That really kind of established the standard moving forward, right? And, and, and Bill was was extremely um, – uh, how do I say he, he was extremely transparent. Like if you would have a bad game, um, you would get called out in front of the team on Monday morning in front of everybody. And, and there was no – and it didn't matter if you were the the, the three-time, you know, pro bowler or, or, or the guy who just, you know, came in this past Friday. didn't matter. didn't matter if you were the guy making the sandwiches. Everybody was held to the same – level of expectation and the same accountability level. So again, that kind of was, was, was super, super helpful. Now, <laughs> it wasn't always fun when you were on the receiving end of that, but <laughs> the thing the thing about it that Bill did, and a lot of people probably don't realize, is he would make an example of, of whoever the, the person was at, at that time. And, and again, I was on the receiving end of it at times as well. Um, he would make an example of you. He would establish that accountability from the group, one, because it would let you know that, hey, you better not do it again and if you don't fix it, guess what? There's five other guys waiting for your job, right? So that was like kind of a, a big motivator. Obviously, is you're just trying to kind of, you know, keep your, you know, keep your position and 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 earn that playing time. But then what he would do a lot of times outside of that larger setting is is is, is he would personalize it and you see in the hallway and hey, did you see what happened or you know and and, and make that personal connection. So even though he was. um very difficult or very, very, I guess, gruff, in, in, for lack of a better term. It was never a, a real personal attack. It was always, in my opinion, viewed as constructive. And I would say that most guys who played for him and, and had the opportunity to, to, to experience those types of engagement with him, you know, still to this day would, would, would do anything for him.
5: One of the other things I want to ask you about, Dave, before we let you go, is post-career. A number of years ago, I read that you took part in uh, what was called the Gold Football Celebration. The NFL did this to highlight the 50-year anniversary of the Super Bowl. And you returned to Frontier High School with this special commemorative gold football. It was sent to every high school in the world that's produced a player or coach who appeared in a Super Bowl. What did it mean for you to be back at Frontier High School and with that gold ball?
10: Uh, that was such a great experience, I and mean, it was it was a, a really neat thing that the NFL did. They sent out those balls to anybody, you know, to the schools where anyone who had participated in a Super Bowl, um, in, in in order to kind of show the appreciation, because obviously everything that happened for me at Frontier, um, you know, anything beyond that wouldn't have been available had had Frontier not given me the opportunities or had the, the you know the the activities and stuff like that. So for me to get to go back was was really cool in a lot of ways obviously there was there was a an assembly that they had the gym was full there was a lot of excitement with kids who you know i had no idea who most of them were and i'm sure that a lot of them probably didn't know who i was um but the neat thing about it was to be back in the hallways and to to see um you know obviously where i was at such a young age but also to the improvements and the, and the changes and the expansion that's been there and also too which was really cool was there was a lot of kids or a lot of people i should say who were former students of mine who are now teachers at that school that had been around a little bit. And uh, just to see everybody was just so special, again, because that's where it all started for me, Um, you know, getting those opportunities and and to be able to kind of show them that they they were as important as, uh, you know, in in, in my opportunities, And, and, and it's good for them to know that, I think. I
5: know we got to get to break, but I want to give you a chance to be a proud dad because dads love these opportunities. Get a do a shout out, get a get a word in for your son who is following in your footsteps and playing football at Syracuse University.
10: Yeah, we're super excited for him. He he, he transferred uh, in this past June. Um, it's been a great experience for him so far. Um, unfortunately, he's a little dinged right now, so he'll he'll be he'll be he won't be playing for a little bit. But just for him to go back there to Syracuse and get such a great education to be around great people um, and and experience a lot of the same things that my wife and I did as far as like, you know, um, just to to be on campus and to be able to to talk about those things. I mean, when you look back on these experiences um, you know, this, this expands our family, you know, experiences together where, you know, we're, we're going to have these shared opportunities. Um, So we're super happy for him, super excited for him and and just uh, thrilled to to have the opportunity for him to be there and uh, you know, have just a great college experience.
5: Dave, thanks again for coming on with us this morning. And, again, congratulations on this wonderful honor.
10: Thank you so much, Howard. Greatly appreciate it.
5: You bet. Have a nice day. That is Dave Woliba joining us. Uh, Again, member of the Class of 2023. And if you'd like to be there that night, celebrate Dave going in the hall and the other inductees as well. It is November 8th. At the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center, if you'd like to purchase tickets, you can do so online at gbshof.com. Now, remember, this is important. They have tremendous interest every year for this event. So the ticket sales will actually end October 27th. Now, it's a little over a month away, and you might not worry about it because it's that far away, but it'll be here before you know it. And you don't want to get shut out. So get your tickets today. Don't wait till the last moment. Go to GBSHOF.com. Third quarter of the show coming up in a moment. It is presented by Dave and Adams and KeyBank. Up next, Jay Josker joins us, and we'll talk about the all-important Amateur
2: Sports Development Fund. At KeyBank, we know a small moment like, Whoa, my kid's got a serious backhand. Can lead to an even bigger question like, Tennis camp is how much? And that's the type of moment where we'll meet you. To help you build a savings plan for expenses big and small, so your money can make money. Mike, how's that sound? Sounds like match point. Sounds like love. We could serve up tennis puns all day. For every financial need, we'll meet you in the moment. KeyBank opens doors key bank member fdic
9: attention sports card collectors david adams is hosting a sports card trade night on friday september 29th from 5 to 7 p.m bring your cards to buy sell and trade with fellow collectors everyone who comes to david adams trade night will get a free pack just for attending plus we'll be giving away boxes from tops panini upper deck and hip parade for more information visit dacwstore.com that's dacwstore.com or better yet visit us at 8075 sheridan drive in williamsville
4: Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee Spotlight Show, presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. Thank
5: you very much. Welcome back. And again, this is the first of four straight Saturday mornings that we'll be with you here on WGR from 10 until 11 o'clock, highlighting this year's class. Now, the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame is not just about the class of inductees every year. It has a number of things it does for the community, including the very important Amateur Sports Development Fund. To talk a little bit more about that, the chair of the fund, Jay Josker, is joining us. Jay, good morning. It's Howard Simon. Thanks for coming on with us today.
11: Good morning, Howard, and uh, happy Home Opener Eve.
5: <laughs> yes, we're. Uh, I was. I saw a lot of people were in Bills gear yesterday, Jay, so we're getting into it this weekend, absolutely.
11: Oh, yeah. We're getting ready.
5: So the ASDF, let's start with the the basics. What is the Amateur Sports Development Fund?
11: Sure. The Amateur Sports Development Fund uh, is a fund started by the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Board that supports amateur athletes across Western New York. Started in 1993 with a small contribution to the World University Games. Um, And in 1994, the board uh, made a small contribution to three local high school athletes. And in their infinite wisdom, decided to continue their tradition uh, and started uh, granting larger awards to amateur sports organizations in 1995. And so we've been doing it ever since. So uh, this is year 30 for us.
5: So. In terms of, well, we'll get to the criteria in a moment, um, how people apply and also how people can help by donating into the fund, but essentially,
11: how, you know, who benefits from this? Where, where does it go? Sure. It, essentially, anyone, uh, all different uh, amateur sports athletes and uh, organizations across uh, Western New York. So that is house leagues and club teams, uh, sports camps and clinics. Uh, any uh, athletic organization, or community organizations, all the way up to our Olympic and uh, Paralympic athletes.
5: Now, okay, so the, you get all these applications for folks that are listening and maybe they aren't they aren't familiar with the fund, but they are very intrigued by this. How do they go about applying, and what are the criteria that are considered for applications?
11: There is uh, right on our website, GB s-h-o-f.com. There's a button on the left-hand side that you can click on. You can apply right on our website, and there are three general criteria. The first one being uh, um, equipment, the second one being uh, capital projects for facilities that are outside of your normal budget, and the third would be travel for events that you Uh, Would have to qualify. There's an objective uh, qualification for so a national championship a world championship things like that and really uh, All three of the criteria are are centered around three main things safety enhancing means experience for athletes and expanding access and opportunity so you know, you're talking about um, Equipment that would keep athletes safe equipment that would enhance their experience in a camp or a practice or for games um and then of course uh, when we're talking about facilities or we're talking about equipment or or other things it's really about expanding access and giving more people more more um uh, amateur athletes the opportunity to participate in sport in western new york
5: so you get all these applications jay what what is the whole process like in terms of analyzing all the applications trying to figure out where the money goes to um how you know who gets approved how it's approved what's that whole process like for you guys
11: we start, you can really apply at any time uh, throughout the year. We really start in the spring. We do a, a press release and sort of officially open up the uh, application process. Each year we get anywhere from 10 to 20 applications depending on the year. Um, and it's as much as I think last year we got almost $94,000 in asks. Um, we're not that big. We give out about $15,000 a year. And so myself and uh about eight other folks on a committee go through each application individually sometimes we'll reach out and ask any questions that we have of the groups that applied and then we kind of weigh against our criteria um and say you know where where would the money that we have uh if where we would apply it that it would um do the most good so we look for um you know how many how many athletes is this going to affect what sort of effect is this going to have on them um And so each year we come up with um, a really great group. This year we had uh, six different organizations that we were able to uh, support. Um, In past years, we've done as many as as 10 or 12. Um, And uh, each year it's always a a wonderful group. It's a mix from all across Western New York. This year we have uh, groups from Alden, Niagara Falls, City of Buffalo, um, really all over the place.
5: Jay, when you look at the whole sports scene here, obviously everybody's familiar with the <clears throat> excuse me the professional sports scene, but how uh, critical is the role do you believe that amateur sports plays here in western new york?
11: I mean it's really critical. you can't have professional sports without amateur athletes, right It's where it all starts. I think this year's a really great example of that. One of our inductees, adam page, a uh, great para paralympic athlete, uh, has been the beneficiary of the amateur sports development fund in the past, so. Um, you know, Howard, is, as you know, sports is a really important in part of uh, child development. And so giving kids, uh, amateur athletes, opportunities to participate in sport, learn about different sports, um, is a really important piece of what we do here in Western New York. This is a great sports town. Um, and supporting amateur athletes is something that, you know, our board is really passionate about.
5: We're with Jay Josker as we talk about the Amateur Sports Development Fund. And if you need more information, everything is at the, the website for the hall, gbshof.com ballpark number is do you even have a ballpark number of how many groups or you know organizations have been helped out with this fund over the years 30 years i do
11: i do we are three short of 200 so we we have have given money to 197 unique uh organizations and athletes over our 30 years and i would expect that next year we'll cross over the the 200 Mark,
5: maybe this maybe gets back to what you were talk. We were talking about a moment ago about how critical this fund is. Over the years, how, how have you seen the number of applications grow? Do you see a lot more organizations, um, for whatever reason, you know, a lot of people just don't have funding, don't have budgets. Have you seen the number of applications go up?
11: Yeah, we have seen the number of applications go up. What I've really seen is the amount of money necessary mm-hmm. uh, to, to that each group for you know inflation hits everybody i suppose but yeah sports are expensive participating in sports is is expensive and um you know budgets don't always cover and you can only do so much fundraising you know selling uh you know uh, chocolates and and wrapping paper and stuff like that and so it is it's it's incredibly important um you know to continue to give kids and amateur athletes um you know the access that they need and i think what's really What's really neat about our, our organization and, and what we do is it's sort of a it's a pretty interesting niche in terms of um, the sort of micro grants that we uh, that we give out and the access that we give to organizations that maybe wouldn't have um, access to some of these larger grants and some of these other, you know, opportunities for funding. Um, so our 32 member board has some really deep roots in the sports community here in Western New York. And so we're able to really reach out to some of these smaller organizations that You know, they don't have grant writers and they don't have people dedicated to doing, you know, fundraising. And so we're able to give them the opportunity to apply for for money um, to help organizations that, you know, they, they wouldn't otherwise have access to.
5: All right. Final thing for you, Jay, the money that goes out to the fund, where does the money come from? Part one, part two. Can someone who is listening donate to the fund?
11: Yes. So historically our uh all of our funding comes from our dinner so please come to the dinner on november 8th if you can't come to the dinner one of the ways we fund uh um, one of the ways we raise money through the the dinner is our auction there's an auction live uh on the website right now um i'm not a taylor swift fan but for any swifties <laughs> out there there's an autograph taylor swift album up there uh josh allen jersey all kinds of cool stuff so even if you can't make it to the dinner um bid on one of our, our wonderful items um those are the, the easiest ways, the, the most uh, uh, imminent ways. And then uh, we also have a really great – we partnered with Encore. Ryan Miller went into our Hall of Fame last year. We have done some commemorative Ryan Miller golf balls that you can buy from Encore. Five dollars from every one of those comes back to the Amateur Sports Development Fund. And if you don't want to do any of that, you can go right to the website, Greater Buffalo – or excuse me, G-B-S-H-O-S.com, uh left-hand side, Click on Amateur Sports Development Fund. There's a link right there. You can donate right to the site or right uh-huh. to the.
5: And I'm on there looking at the items too. So I'll put in a Taylor Swift bid for you and I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, Jay. Thank you very much for all the information. Appreciate it. And uh, good luck with the fun down the road. Howard, thank you very much. Go Bills. Jay Josker joining us, chair of the Amateur Sports Development Fund. Yeah, he's talking about the auction items. I'm looking at uh, the site right now, gbshof.com. And as uh, Jay mentioned, you've got a Taylor Swift hand-signed acoustic uh, guitar that is up for bid. You have a Jimmy Buffett gold album with laser signature up for bid. Yes, Bills fans, there is a Josh Allen Bills hand-signed jersey. Sweet. Also... Older Bills fans, I guess it doesn't really matter. Anybody could be a fan of Jim Kelly. There's a Jim Kelly hand-signed jersey up for bid as well. Again, this is just the beginning. Not all the items are out there yet. There will be plenty more added over time. But you can start bidding on those items at uh, gbshof.com, and the bidding will run until November 8th. When we get back the fourth quarter of our Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show, it is presented by Dave and Adams and KeyBank. Up next, soccer great auto Orf
6: FSC Securities Corporation is part of OSAIC, one of the largest networks of independent financial advisors in the country with over 17,000 licensed advisors. We offer stocks and bonds, mutual funds, annuities, fee-based investment advisory services, insurance and more. They are trusted to assess your needs, listen to your concerns and offer objective recommendations designed to address your unique situation. They welcome the opportunity to answer any questions you may have about our practice and how we can help you realize your financial goals. Call FSC Securities at 716-852-1705 and ask for Rob Vogel, Chris Buckman, Jeff Van Raymond, or Greg Merkel. Or look for us at WeAreFSC.com. That's WeAreFSC.com. FSC Securities Corporation. We share your vision. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member Fenra SIPC located on Buffalo Road in Orchard Park.
3: Salem Sports Park is a 200,000 square foot indoor sports facility with four turf fields for lacrosse, softball, football, Hi. baseball field hockey and soccer. Join a youth or adult sports league, play in a soccer tournament, rent a field for your team, attend one of our camps, or celebrate a birthday. Salens has you covered. Salens also features full-size, outdoor, fully lit soccer fields. Salem Sports Park, your one-stop sports destination. Just 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo at 7070 Seneca Street, Elma. Salins Sports Park.
0: The WNY Flash Soccer Academy provides a proven player development program for youth soccer players of all skill levels across western New York. Players develop in a focused, challenging, and fun environment. Learning leadership, work, ethic, teamwork, communication, and discipline. Whether you want to play in high school, at an elite level, or collegiately, WNY Flash is for you. Our goal is to make you the best soccer player you can be and to shape your character for soccer and beyond. Learn more at WNYFlash.com. WNY Flash Soccer Academy.
4: Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Inductee Spotlight Show. Presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon.
5: Welcome back. One of the new members of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame is known for soccer exploits. As a sophomore, he was a goalkeeper with Iroquois High School, went on to the University at Buffalo and left UB to turn pro with the Buffalo Storm of the United Soccer League. He went on to play with various teams, various leagues. He was in the Missile, the MISL, the NPSL, won some championships in Cleveland with their NPSL franchise, went on to be a member of the U.S. National, I hope— Otto's going to tell me how to pronounce this. Futsal team? Uh, and uh, that uh, is part of his success story as well. Otto, how did I
12: say it anywhere close to correct? Good morning, Howard. Yes, you did very well with that.
5: Futsal. Okay, because I have no idea what it is until I started reading your bio, but that's. I want to skip ahead. Thanks, by the way, for coming on with us, Otto. Congratulations. I, I want to ask you the same thing I asked Dave Wolabaugh, because I, I, I've i done the show for a few years, and I think it's really cool to hear – what people talk about, and how they express what this honor means to them. So you get the call, and you're going in the Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. What were your first reactions?
12: I was actually in uh, Argentina with a group of kids on a futsal tour when I got the call. And uh, I was in a, in a taxi cab with a, <laughs> with a couple of parents. And I wasn't quite sure how to express it to them, but uh, it, was, it was pretty exciting a little bit. Uh, it made me nervous a little bit right away. But uh, I'm I'm very excited and I'm uh, I'm honored to be actually put in the in the hall with all the great people and athletes that are in there before me.
5: Otto, what's your backstory in terms of why you decided? You know what got you into soccer, and and then maybe you know goalkeeper. I'm not sure if you knew that at the time. There's a really massive net that you have to cover. So why why soccer and why goalkeeper?
12: Well, I have a bit of a. Not a bit. I have a really strange, I guess, uh, pathway to my professional career, but I never played soccer as a kid growing up. Uh, You know, Buffalonians, we played hockey even in the summertime, but uh, skating and playing on the streets. And and I grew up basically as a baseball player and played baseball all the way through my high school and my first couple years in college. Um, Soccer I got into because I wanted to play football, but my freshman year in high school – you know, coming from a a small Catholic school and not ever playing football organized before. I wanted to be the quarterback. I thought I had a good arm. And uh, I ended up not playing at all that season as a freshman. And uh, the next year I decided to try something different. And when I went out for the soccer team, they didn't have a goalie. So that was a place where I didn't have to sit the bench. And that's where I started. I didn't have many foot skills. And, uh, it set me on the path to becoming a goalkeeper.
5: So the the sport has given you a lot of thrills in your lifetime. You've had tremendous success. You've won championships. You've traveled the world. You've had the honor of wearing the jersey representing the United States of America in international competition. When you look back, not that you're done either by the way, but when you look back at everything, what do you think the sport of soccer has meant to you in your life?
12: It's uh it's been an incredible gift to be perfectly honest. It soccer is obviously the world sport it's the most international sport of all the sports and i always tell people that uh, especially when i take kids on these tours around the world um it's the cultural and uh cultural interaction and seeing these places around the world are are something that i wouldn't trade for anything playing the sport has given me an opportunity to go places, see things, meet people, and be exposed to different things that I never would have been able to have had the opportunity to do otherwise. And, uh, you know, just the past 10 years after my playing career has been over, uh, coaching with the national team, coaching in the first time futsal was held in the Olympics, um, those experiences are things that I never would have been able to do and i'm so excited that i got to do and so proud that i got to do them I and those are one of the things or some of the things that i i love to share with the kids that that i coach now because that's what i've been doing basically for the last 25 years is coaching children
5: okay educate me what is futsal
12: you know it's it's a shame that the name is not uh a little more related to soccer because futsal is basically started as a developmental way to teach soccer in bad weather and indoors when uh, on basketball courts and YMCA's Mm -hmm. down in South America, back in the 1930s, 40s and 50s. But uh, the game has been refined to a a microcosm of soccer, basically five V five, a goalie and four players. And it is uh, incredibly fast and fun. And there's goals are close. and, And so there's a lot of shooting and scoring and it's a great way for kids to develop their skills. But, in many countries the game became so popular that there's now over 100 professional leagues in the world and there's a world cup for the the sport and it's uh it's just a version of soccer but the word comes from some spanish and portuguese words that were combined football obviously mm-hmm. and salon and they called it futsal in the past uh 15-20 years and it's a little confusing for people, but other than that, it's just basically a refined game of street soccer.
5: But do you think, though, it is helping the, the sport of soccer that we know because it's getting more kids to participate and learn the sport?
12: Well, it's the United States is, is the farthest behind of all the mm-hmm. countries. Uh, we don't have a professional league here. We don't have it in any schools, high schools or colleges. And if you travel around the world, that game is played like basketball is played here Um, It's played in every single elementary, high school, and university around the the world and in most of the soccer nations. Maybe Africa is a little less uh, less attuned to the game, but for the most part, um, the United States is catching up, and we've been on the forefront of that. Uh, There's a very passionate group of futsal coaches and players running clubs around the country in the United States, and we're working very hard to grow the sport.
5: You know, I mentioned, you know, you've been able to play internationally and you were on the U.S. national futsal team in championship competitions. What what was it like? Because I'll never experience this. What was it like to wear the jersey of the United States and represent our country in international competition?
12: You know, after we won our, our second championship in Cleveland in 96, I was asked to try out for the national team, and I had never played futsal. But as a goalkeeper, especially from indoor soccer, um, it's very similar, and I was not a, I didn't have great technique because I didn't play as a kid, so as a goalkeeper, I just basically was a shot stopper, cutting down mm-hmm. angles and getting my body in the way of the ball. That's exactly what futsal goalkeepers have to do, and so, um, you know, that, uh, I lost my train of thought, but that, that, that part of the game, when I first got the call to play, I was in Guatemala about three weeks later playing with the national team, and putting my hand on my heart for the first time for the national anthem was something I will never forget. And then I was honored, you know, we won that tournament, the first uh, CONCACAF tournament down in Guatemala. And I was the goalkeeper of the tournament. And the next thing, you know, two months later, we were headed to the world cup in Spain. And uh, you know, there's not really enough words to describe it when you're with the best players from around the world in a sport that, you know, that you've loved and you've played and really had no expectations of being there.
5: Before we let you go, I did want to ask you about, you're you're giving back a lot to communities as well. So Otto founded the Heart and Soul Futsal Academy and the Hands-On Sports Foundation, which brings shoes and balls and equipment and facilities to underprivileged youth in northeast Ohio, where he is, and at least 12 other countries. So can you just talk a little bit about those organizations and how important it is for you to give back?
12: Well, it's one of the things I think that I've really... Uh... It goes back to my my genesis of me playing the game. You know, soccer gave me an opportunity to do so many things that I never thought that I would be able to do or be able to experience. And so when I had the opportunity to start a little not-for-profit, as soon as I had the chance, we started building some inner-city courts around Northeast Ohio and just collecting so many of the shoes that people were throwing away um, and collecting thousands of pairs of them from all the soccer associations and sending them around the around to countries in the Caribbean and South America and Africa, and then taking some trips with kids ourselves to to let them experience that and just sharing the wealth of the game that we have here in the United States with other people.
5: Well, that's fantastic you're doing that. Obviously, it's making differences in, in the areas that you're helping out. And uh, Congratulations again, of course, on, on the honor going into the greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, Otto. And thanks very much for giving us some time this morning.
12: Hey, it's my pleasure, and I really want to thank the guys from back home and all the people listening, my family, teammates from high school, um, baseball and soccer, and I appreciate the time on the air, Howard.
5: Thanks, Otto. Have a nice weekend. You too. So if you're a friend of Otto's and you want to be there, as he is honored with the Class of 2023, the inductee dinner is November 8th at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center, and I advise you to get your tickets. Do not miss out because this is a... High interest event and um, you just don't want to wait too long and then all of a sudden go online and you can't get tickets. So go to GBSHOF.com. Uh, the ticket sales will end October 27th so why don't you do it today? And leave yourself a little reminder if you're in your phone if you have to, but take care of it now so you don't get shut out. Again, tickets at gbshof.com. We'll wrap up the show in a moment. It is the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Spotlight Induction show, and it's presented by Dave and Adams and Keybank.
9: Attention sports card collectors. David Adams is hosting a sports card trade night on Friday, September 29th from 5 to 7 p.m. Bring your cards to buy, sell, and trade with fellow collectors. Everyone who comes to David Adams trade night will get a free pack just for attending. Plus, we'll be giving away boxes from tops, panini, upper deck, and hip parade. For more information, visit dacwstore.com. That's dacwstore.com. Or better yet, visit us at 8075 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville.
2: At KeyBank, we know a small moment like... Whoa, my kid's got a serious backhand. ...can lead to an even bigger question like... Tennis camp is how much? And that's the type of moment where we'll meet you. To help you build a savings plan for expenses big and small, so your money can make money. Mike, how's that sound? Sounds like match point. Sounds like love. We could serve up tennis puns all day. For every financial need, we'll meet you in the moment. KeyBank opens doors. Key Bank member FDIC
3: Salem Sports Park is a 200,000 square foot indoor sports facility with four turf fields for lacrosse, softball, football, Hi. baseball, field hockey and soccer. Join a youth or adult sports league, play in a soccer tournament, rent a field for your team, attend one of our camps or celebrate a birthday. Salin's has you covered. Salin's also features full-size outdoor fully lit soccer fields. Salem Sports Park, your one-stop sports destination. Just 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo at 7070 Seneca Street, Elma. Salin's Sports Park.
9: Attention sports car Collectors, David Adams is hosting a sports card trade night on Friday, September 29th, from 5 to 7 p.m. Bring your cards to buy, sell, and trade with fellow collectors. Everyone who comes to David Adams' trade night will get a free pack just for attending. Plus, we'll be giving away boxes from Tops, Panini, Upper Deck, and Hip Parade. For more information, visit DACWstore.com. That's DACWstore.com. Or better yet, visit us at 8075 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville. <laughs>
4: Now, back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show, presented by David Adams and Keybank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. So,
5: this is the thank you portion of the show. First off, thank you, Tanner Saunders, for producing our show this morning. Outstanding job. His work is not done, he is waiting to take care of Sports Saturday. Unfortunately, Tanner has to work with Josh and Derek, but what are you going to do? No one else would work weekends. We also want to thank our sponsors, uh, David Adams, Keybank, Town Automotive, Salem Sports Park, WNY Flash Soccer, FSC Security is a partner that's in your corner. We are back next Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, 10 to 11 again. Uh, Kara Raybaum, one of the new inductees, will join us, former women's basketball great at Canisius, well, then college, now university. Adam Page, three-time Paralympic gold medalist, legendary former ECC softball coach Santo Desean, and... Marissa Chandler will join us, Bobby Chandler's donor, of course, the former Buffalo Bill who passed away years ago from cancer. So that is our lineup for next week. My name is Howard Simon. Thank you very much for joining us. Stand by Derek and Josh and Sports Saturday. I think Derek's going to spend time talking about all of his goals at the 11-day power play, so you might want to have a drink nearby. That's coming up next on WGR.